You're listening to Wake Up Call with Christina Previtt. I'm the CEO and co-owner of New Jersey Divorce Solutions, a law firm located in Edison, New Jersey. I've been practicing exclusively divorce and family law for the past 16 years. Everyone has a story. I interview them. Wake Up Call is an opportunity for you to hear inspiring stories from people who are making hard decisions, overcoming their fears, and living their most authentic life. All right, we are here for another episode of Wake Up Call, the podcast. I'm your host, Christina Previtt, and joining me today is Chad Scott. He is creator of How to Stop Negotiating with a Terrorist, Toxic Relationship Workshop, and you are an accountability partner and a certified life and relationship coach. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. And I, why, why do you suppose I'm laughing when I say creator of how to stop negotiating with the terrorists? You were laughing too, though. No, nah, because that's why I made I, I named that workshop that, right? It gave you a, that kind of look like, what is he talking about? What is this about? Because um, I look at it from like, all these movies, right? They always say, we know not negotiate with terrorists. I'm like, you know what? When it comes to relationship, a lot of times people do try to negotiate with people and it could be terrorists. So that's it why I make it like, yeah, it could be. It could be. Well, actually, my business partner's daughter, who's my goddaughter, I'm always oh, no, proud yes. to tell people that, she's <laughs> eight. And I remember when she was really small, like three, four, he would say it was like negotiating with a terrorist. <laughs> understood what he I didn't understand what he meant until I actually started babysitting her because it was true it, it was like she'd ask for these off the wall things and she would just try to negotiate in a way that made no sense but it was the only <laughs> thing that worked you had to speak her language so we're not here to talk about communicating with toddlers though we're, we're here to talk about communicating with grown-ups so can you just Tell me, like, why are you the guy that's qualified to do this? Like, what's happened in your life that qualifies you for this? Yeah, so what happened, I always, for some reason, been the go-to guy when it comes to relationships. Even as a kid, I was always the person trying to figure this out, help people navigate the dating scene. So I was like, I, I didn't want to be that guy. Like, I was like, you know what? some reason, that's a talent I have, I think I have. Um, so what ended up happening was once I started going to, in college, is when it started getting serious, when I started homing the, the skills, so to speak. And then from there was when I got the first woman that took my advice got married. And I just thought it went off. I didn't think nothing of it. But she was like, Chad, if it wasn't for you, I never got married. I said, oh, okay. Do you remember what advice you gave her? Getting out of her own way. I remember that one. Because she really liked him, but she was nervous. Mm. And I'm like, listen, I understand maybe a trust issue, but give it time. Like, you know, it's college. Like, enjoy and just see if you like this person. And then it, then she kept me up every day about something. Yeah, what about this? I'm like, relax. She says, trust the process. I think people don't understand coming to dating, no matter how old you are, is trusting the process. Well, women do that a lot, don't they? Like, don't women just have this tendency to get on their own heads and overanalyze everything? Yes. So that's why the first thing I, when it comes to, even back then until now, now I became certified, the first thing I see where they at self-esteem-wise. I try to see where they at self-esteem because I feel like the more you love yourself, the more you're able to navigate and don't deal with some things that don't make sense. But they get in their own script in their head. That's why one of the things I always tell women is really listen when you talk to a man. 
A lot of times, God's telling himself all the time, but y'all got the script in your head, you're in your head, and y'all don't want to um, take heed to what the person's saying. So that's why I always be like, all right, go ahead. Yeah, like listen to them. Yeah, but you have a script in your head. You're like, just follow the script. You're my husband. Just follow the script. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can only speak as a woman for obvious yes. reasons, but <laughs> you know, you can maybe speak on behalf of the men, but what I've observed with my single girlfriends, and I know I did this myself when I was single is you would just overanalyze like, Oh, he didn't call. Why didn't he call? Oh my gosh. Was it something I said? Oh, maybe it was the way I ate my wings. Maybe he didn't like the way I ate my wings. Like it was pretty gnarly. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And they just, you, they, you know, they just go off. That's it. They're off running. Or, you know, why did he say he was going to call me at four, but he called me at five? You know, that must mean something. And I might be exaggerating only slightly. The conversation I have, you are correct. They do, right? What's happening right now? But they overanalyze it almost like doing an interview, right? They're like, I want to make sure I do the best, that eat this, that answer the question right. Is he going to like me? But it's it's just like an interview. Yes, I may want the job, but I also want to know if I like you too. And be compatible. But yeah, people get caught up in, you know, that kind of, do you like me? That did this right? That did this right? Because I don't want to, you know, rock the boat, so to speak. Well, my my question is, do men do that too? Yeah, I think initially we do want to see, we we don't OD in a sense. Like, we don't go too psycho. But the first date, we are nervous. Are you calling women psycho, Chad? No, I've got tendencies. <laughs> T- psychotic tendencies. I like that better. That's much better than just being flat out psychotic. Yeah, I always wondered, you know, I don't I never thought guys were putting as much thought into all of that as as women do. Um, what the hell? Like, why do we do that? Why are women doing that? Because the pressure, right? The pressure of being chosen, the pressure that they may feel like they at a certain point in their life where they want to get married and they don't want you want to, you know, they want to move on to stage. Cause some people hate dating stage. They want to move on to their guy. So they want to make sure they make yeah. the best foot forward. Well, you know, the only way to ever get to that point in a relationship where it's really comfortable because you've known each other a long time and you have a history and, and you just really know each other, you can't rush that. The only thing that gets you there is time. No matter how many dates you've been on. Yeah, like, and that's why it's always a great opportunity to get to know the person. But like I said, sometimes women have a script in their head. You're the guy. And they're going to try to fast forward this as much as possible and try to make sure this works. Like, no, let's give some time, give some grace. And yeah. yeah. So I have this other podcast called Shit Talking that I do with my good friend, Robin Ross. And one of the topics one episode was how early you should make it clear to somebody that you know, I want to get married and have kids. So if you don't want to do that, then this is just a big old waste of time. She kind of suggested like maybe the first date was a good time to do that. And I was like, no, no, never do not. You will scare him away. And so we had a lively debate about this. And I'm wondering what you think. I think sooner the better to have the conversation. Like first date? Because it's intent, right? So most of the time, the yeah. first date, people are like, oh, you're so beautiful. Why are you single? Yes, that's the opening to have that conversation, right? Like, you know, right now, I want to date casual, I want to date with a tent. I'm not really a fan of casual sex. Like, you start knocking those things out when it's not very confrontational, but there's a conversation here. So, therefore, they know and you know, and then now you can see how does it progress. But you run, if they run away, then they, that's, that's not what they're here for anyway. 
Yeah, well, Robin, Robin would absolutely agree with you. So she is going to be happy <laughs> to hear this because I, my attitude was, why on earth do you need to talk about that on the first date? Like, you don't even know if you like both like the same food or if you both like to drink wine or coffee or whatever. Like, there's so many basic things that, in my opinion, are probably going to end things long before any conversation about whether someone wants to get married. No, but. But like I said, it's one thing is it's, you don't have to sit on it all day, but you would like this. I'm single, but I would like to be married one day and move on to the next topic. OK, so like my favorite colors and, you know, what I'm saying are oh, you a vegan? We could do that constantly as well, but it just plan to see basically. Yeah. So ba- I get your point is and, and Robin's too. If, if basically, you know that you are not dating to find a wife or, you know, you don't want children then that's not a good fit. You you would be wasting your time. Yeah. So if you if you want if you want to date with intent, like you want to be in a relationship, and the guy's saying he's just going with the flow right now, or he's just hanging out right now, you know. But don't men always say that? Like, are there a lot of men out there uh, hot to trot to find a wife? I just don't think there are. No, but it's also about the intent. So we had the conversation, right? They you said, listen, I'm trying. I don't want to do any casual sex, or I'm just trying to date right now. The guy be like, yeah, all right, I'm saying it may grow into a relationship. Now you have to wait and see action-wise. How's he maneuvering it? And then from there you can see if it's something that you're dating with purpose or he's just having fun and you just standing there waiting for him to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to be the one standing there waiting to get picked. That's horrible. That's why, got That's why I say I always talk about um consistency is greater than actually greater than words. So we had the words. Now let's see the follow-through for his action and is it consistent? So you understand the person's character and see if you're on the same page. Yeah. Some are, people stay are they, through it too long. Are they following through and doing the things yeah. that they say they're going to do? Or my personal favorite is you go on a date, maybe you go on a couple dates, and then they just ghost you. They just disappear <laughs> for a month. And then all of a sudden you get some random text one night. Hi. <laughs> That's it. It'll just say, hi. <laughs> you're like, what? what is going on? What do you think about that? Can you translate that? So times what guys do when they go ghost and they come back is check the temperature to see if you still have access. Is you know that is this gone or can I be like yo sorry life was crazy um work was busy but I ain't forget about you and sometimes that happens when a woman posts a picture on Instagram. So almost like I'll say to the mom like, oh yeah I forgot about her hey big head hey stranger you well if you forgot about her then you weren't really that into her yeah but now you post a picture you remind me now let me circle back. Well, do you think that we should even wait as women? Do you think we should waste our time with people like that? I mean, they can't be very serious if they, you know, had to circle back. <laughs> what do you think? No, nah, I think that, you know, right? So if they, that's what I said. Consistency. If they're inconsistent, mm-hmm. then you already know what it is. They're just trying to have fun right now or trying to see if they still got it or can still persuade you. That's why I always about me being a relationship life coach. I focus on accountability. Control the controllable. All we can do is control what we can control. So we have to make an executive decision like, all right, this person's playing games. Let me just cut them off because I shouldn't give them access to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like people's actions will tell you anything you want to know. So, but, yeah. Like you said, people want to get chosen so bad or they want to give, I would say, potential of an expiration date. They're like, you know what? He did hit me back. He must like something about me. Uh, he probably mm-hmm. liked it. He used to hit you up when he hit you up randomly. Yeah, well, we won't dig deeper into that, but like that, if that's a booty call situation, then 
you you know what they like about you. <laughs> yeah. But in their mind, like, maybe that's showing something. I'm like, no, like, you have so access do you, to you. Do you think that booty call situations ever turn into relationship material? I heard it happen before, but I just think that a lot of women may not be built for it. So it's one of the things where if you want a woman where you're using sex to bait your heart into it, that's not a good recipe. And some women are built for it. Even your own body go against you when it comes to having sex with certain partners and stuff like that. So you got to really be conscious. If you're not built for it, casual sex, don't try it. And think that could be the way to show him you're not approved that I should, I should, I, I, I'm, I'm down, I'm down. If you're not built for it, don't do it. Yeah, but uh, see, I guess the message is for women. Uh-huh. If you think that if that's what you have to do to get their attention, that's probably not going to turn into, well, unless you just want a booty call. But if you are looking for more like a relationship and, you know, something more solid. Yeah, that's what it's it. If it's just sex, then you know it's just sex. But if you have to, you know, once again, accountability, you really got to take a step back and realize, all right, you only hit me at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. He asked me on a date. We only went on one date. And ever since then, we went out for drinks one time. He's not pursuing me in that way. I may like these moments, but it's a band-aid. You already know his intent. Yeah. So then what do you think about people who say this? Well, you know, this guy isn't really what I want, but there's nothing else around right now. So I'm just going to kill time with him. What do you think about that? A lot of times women block their blessings with that, right? Because a lot of women don't know don't have the bandwidth maybe the multiple date. So this one guy, they're like, yeah, he, 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 he scratched the itch when I need it. He, he's there if I need something. Cool. But you know no longevity. But you stay there and you don't want to date anybody else. But I, I, I'm going to go back to him. He know what I like. I don't have time to teach anybody. Or, you know what I'm saying? So it, that's what I talk about like, a lot about self-esteem. It's like you have to be honest with yourself. But like, let's break this. Because you may not, you staying there and blocking your blessings. Yeah, I like that expression, blocking your blessings. Yeah, I so. Like that. Because you want you want a relationship, but you, you you know you want to keep this person for now. That's cool, but a lot of time when I tell women, I'm like, "Why is he here?" They're like, "Yeah, Chad, because you know I knew we for so long, and just feel like we just know each other, and you know maybe one day it could be something more." But I'm not stressing it. I'm like, "You've been doing it for a year now, two years now." Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I always tell people, my single friends, I tell them that, you know, if you're spending time with that guy and you know that that's not going anywhere for whatever reason, you're not spending time on finding someone else. People comfortable and and people scared of the unknown. Yeah. So they're like, I got soft from zero? No. Like, so I already have that emergency, you know, dude in the glass, just break for emergencies instead of really going out and really date with intent and really, you know, cut them off. So what do you think about the opposite, though? What about the women that get all in their head about, well, I don't know, how many dates do I have to wait to have sex because I don't want him to think I'm slutty? I don't want to like they act like they're going to ruin something really awesome if they have sex too soon. And there's a saying that Steve Harvey says that I love. Mm -hmm. He says you cannot scare love away. Yeah, because I think what happens is women try to think about as a man. Is he going to think I'm too easy? Is he going to respect me if I have sex with him too soon or too late? Let him earn it. But if a guy could wait three months, six months, have sex with you and still change up, like there's no, but you just got to be careful and understand that maybe sometimes you got to do that and see what, all right, we had sex, now what? 
Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, um, a, a thing that women feel like, you know, I don't know if try to keep the numbers low or not, but they get really nervous about that kind of numbers low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you make me feel? How do you feel about that? That's why I always say I approach and I focus on when dealing with women and dating relationships, I see where they ask self-esteem wise. How, how do you test that? Have a conversation, right? So basically what I tested it is how they feel about themselves, right? And it's like, how do they love themselves? And in that conversation, it's just basically just talking to them about their experience of dating, why they put up what they put up with, what they're scared of. Like, I don't want to be alone or I'm trying to beat the clock. I want to have a kid. Like, whatever that thing is, let's talk about that. And then that's why I get a little engagement where, all right, let's, before we talk about love, okay, everybody like, Chad, I want to get a ring. I'm like, anybody get a ring. Like, again, a record deal. You want to be with a relationship that makes sense. So you want to ring, that's one thing, but you want to be with somebody you're compatible with. So let's figure out how you love yourself. Like, you know, what is your love language? How do you show it on yourself? How do you, your short-term goal, your long-term goals, how are you doing those things? That helps build momentum. But a lot of times people want, they want that um, instant gratification. Well, do you ever get into like how their parents showed love for each other and what, what their family background was? Because I always find that that has a lot to do with it. It does. And that's why even with love languages, if you've never been, um, someone ever said they're proud of you, you go with that, need that be the love language, word of affirmation. But I always tell people, be careful word of affirmation because once again, it got to be backed by action and some type of consistency. You definitely got to have to ask what the conversation is about. Like, where is this coming from? Where is it stemming from? And then from there, you can navigate that. But yeah, it's definitely your childhood, definitely, you know, a nature versus nurture kind of thing where you definitely want to see who are you now? Are you comfortable with your own skin? And now you loving yourself, you understand your boundaries and what you're looking for in a partner and a mate. But if you're just looking at it for um, just to have somebody or someone to validate you, you're not really being compatible with that person. You just trying, you just want them to fill that hole. So your program, How to Stop Negotiating with a Terrorist Toxic Relationship Workshop, so first of all, let's break that down. What is a toxic relationship? So the first thing I talk about in that workshop is the bigger terrorist is yourself, right? So let's figure out, as I say, I always focus on self-esteem. How do you view yourself and love yourself? And almost like look at yourself as a business. And as you do your new, take inventory, new name, new policy, new slogan. Now the people in your life, you got to make you have to promote, fire, and demote them, right, in your life as you create the boundaries. So the breakdown of toxic relationships are people that we talk about the toddler, that their acts is crazy, right? You're like, all right, what you asking for is even beyond the scope. No, that's what I want, though. And, like, and then you try to buy into it, you see they got more stuff they want. So terrorists and toxic relationships is when you feel like you're in relationship by yourself or this person asking for all these things and not is not no kind of reciprocal or no kind of bartering or type of negotiations. It's just, this is not, my demands are my demands. And you, you fall into that and don't build a boundary to have an uncomfortable conversation. Now, honesty, oh, they, they having a blast. So is this for couples? This is for anybody, right? So when I started, what happened was, remember I told you the first story was I got the first ring in college. And I was thinking none of it. So what ended up happening was I started making a thing on social media, even before I became a certified coach, whatever, where every time a woman take my advice, we talk, we build, she get a ring. And only, only count rings that women say, thank you, Chad, you gave it to me. So once I got a 10th ring, people like, yo, you got to do a workshop. And I was like, ah, I'm good. I'm managing talent. I'm doing other things. I like, no, Chad, 10 rings. I said, you know what? I'm going to do a workshop. 
So what I did was this workshop is basically the conversation that I have with all these women. I just created a workshop of basically the the common breakdown I normally do. And now we have 21 rings. Wow. So for me, it's like, all right, now let me do come outside more. You know what I'm saying? And and, and be more I, I, I behind the scenes. So yeah, so the workshop basically, once again, I talk about loving yourself, looking at yourself as a business, and that and also be okay with being quote unquote the bad guy and how to navigate the dating scene. Because when people come to me, crazy like, I want a ring too, chat. I'm like, let's start with you first. <laughs> they just want the ring. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I, I'm very big on um telling women that do you want the wedding or you want the marriage? Because we have a competition. <laughs> if you just want the ring, okay. But understand the marriage that comes with it. And are you ready for that? And getting that and getting ready for that marriage. You just focus on the ring. All right. Like I said, anybody get ready. anybody get married and get a ring. But you want to be with someone that's happy. So out of the 21 rings, there's only one divorce so far. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm a him, divorce lawyer. So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Listen. I see what oh. happens afterwards. Yeah, yes. That's what I said. It's like you got to understand that being compatible with a person and understand that relationship, people change. And if you're if you're not tuned in with your partner throughout the growth, you may grow apart. But as I said, as you being a divorce lawyer, I know you have to, um, you know, as I tell people all the time, love isn't enough. So you see, (laughs) so I know you see so many um, clients where they love each other, but now the damage is so much they can't even be married together. Yeah, well, sometimes they you just their lives just go in completely different directions, and I don't know that there's always a way to predict that. No, nah, I think that I, I'll tell you what time. Like every time I go to a wedding, the advice that you know, some weddings like write a nice little note in the card, and I always say, um, "Don't forget date night." Yeah, that's a big one because life happens. Yes, life happens, and you know it don't have to be once a week, but at least once a month where you just check in. Yeah, I think a lot of people think just because they live together and they're always together that yeah. that's quality time. It's not. Yeah. You know, doing the dishes and here. laundry is not quality time. Yeah. Like, I'm home. I'm right here. What do you What do you want? You know what I'm saying? But no, we really have to engage, whether it's date night or you know, make that conscious effort of being this together, not just sex, but let's really talk and check in. I think that people don't get check in, and then what happens? They drift apart to a point where you have two shifts in the night. Yeah. The yeah. Kids. So yeah, that's what I said. You can't prevent it, but it's great just to have these date nights to still reconnect. Yeah. I, I like that. Don't forget date night. I want to talk to you though about like the people that come to this because I you have a YouTube channel. Yes, I have a YouTube channel. Um, like I said, now that I'm coming outside, I'm gonna rebrand it, but it's just mostly my clips of the workshop. Yeah, so I the one that I saw, I don't know if this just happened to be at the top of the pile or if it was more recent, but there was one where the men and the women were debating what's nagging. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was kind of funny, but it was interesting to see really it's what's that book? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Venus. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it is like we're from different planets sometimes. And it was just I recommend anybody uh, we'll put a link to your YouTube channel, but go and watch it because especially if you're in a relationship, because you will definitely be able to relate to a lot of it. So what was that about? Was that was recent? That was recent. So what happened was that was her concern, right? She was like, listen, Chad, I hear you. I understand. Right. But I don't I'm nervous to rock the boat because I don't want to come up as being a nag. Like you said earlier, how some women so overanalyze it that they don't want to 
have those uncomfortable conversations, so to speak, because they don't want to be viewed or the guy look at it like, oh, you just too much of a headache. But like I said, when even when that conversation is like, what are you asking for? And if you ask that crazy or he being defensive because you don't want to answer it. So, yeah. So I understand women want to, you know, don't want to rock the boat. And I always say, damn that boat. Like, let's really have a real conversation. Now, if they defensive, but you saying, um, why we ain't seen each other often? And like, Come on, man. You know, no, no. you're not being that. You just really ask the question. Do you get guys that come to you for advice, too? Um, the sad, I don't say the sad thing, though. But a lot of guys move like we winning out here. Right? So there's so many women that um, have low self-esteem. So many women don't create boundaries that guys thought, oh, I got this. I don't have, I don't. Only time is when they really want to be in a serious relationship. That's when that mostly contact me. When they really are chat, I really want this woman. I just want to see how can I um, be better in that. But if a guy's a player and he's just having a blast, he's having a blast. There's no uh, character development in that story. Well, guys are less likely to ask for help too, aren't they? Yeah, but I think that once you feel like you really want that woman and you really see that you may be losing her, you would check in with me, right? So, but even the workshop, there's men and women there. Because at the end of the day, there could be women terrorists, there could be men terrorists. <laughs> so a lot of guys come in and they're more, you know, and sometimes couples come together. Like, um, they're like, let's just go to the workshop and see what's good. And I'm like, all right. And I like talking to the couples. I look at it more of a conversation. Let's have a conversation. This worked for me, and this is what I help navigate these women getting married. And let's talk about it. So it's not like a um a lecture in a sense. It's, it's a dialogue. It's just these are the tools that was in place that help these women date correctly and understand boundaries. And biggest terrorist could be someone you dating or a family member. Like I said in, in my conversation, I always told my mother, I'm like, my mother is my biggest terrorist. That I had to create boundaries with her. I had to love her from a distance. So that allowed me... um. And I think a lot of men got to, I recommend a lot of men advocate for themselves. Cause you know, you always hear the saying, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And guys are like, I'm just here. I just pay the bills. I just, I just, they I, just my give up. Yeah. <laughs> because they would, they don't want to listen to nagging. Yeah. They're like, I just, I just, but we, we should be able to act just like you in relationship, I'm in relationship too. And I have wants and needs as well. And we don't advocate ourselves as much. So that's why I said both parties should advocate. So the fact that I can advocate for myself in my relationship with my mother, I can advocate in the romantic sense as well. So what did you have to do with your mother? Like you just had to establish boundaries? Yeah. I had to understand um, that I have to love her from a distance. And it's okay. And it's also, I think that a lot of people get caught up with, quote, unquote, being the bad guy. It's not about being a bad guy. You love yourself more. And I'm saying, you know, blood thickening in water, but it's not thicker than peace of mind. Why don't we say that people will go as far as you let them? Yeah. So if you aren't putting out the boundary, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do it. Yeah, like you would say that even when it comes to um borrowing money, right? They're gonna keep on tapping you till you broke. They're like, oh, you got no money, and they walk away. They're not gonna be like, man, I'm asking the phone for a lot of money. Nah, they're gonna you gotta say no. Yeah. Want to, you know, some people are people pleasers. Or they don't want that awkward conversation. Or they're like, all right, yes. But it's okay to be like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't know. Not so, at this time. Yeah. So what's the terrorist then? Like, how do we define them? Because they're not well, just in relationships, right? Like romantic relationships. Well, it, describing it as far as, this is why it's so important to have the conversation, right? I think in every aspect of relationship, even the dating stage, like you said, you hate the first date. 
serious conversations. But even in a dating stage, we need to talk about expectations, right? And if they agree with it or they feel like they're not trying to be reasonable with it, then you understand that this person is not a right fit for me. Like every time I date a woman, I let her know that I like to talk on the phone. I say I like to do date night once a week. So I'm creating the expectations. And if you sign on to it and then or for somehow it fall off, it's not coming up again, there's accountability conversation now. But then after a while, if you pass aggressive or you blow me off, I have to make an executive decision. I'm, I'm being a dead horse. I have the same conversation, the same low frequency. I'm trying to use your phone. I can't use you on the phone. Um, why we ain't going? I see it. Like, I have to say, oh, we're just not the right fit. Yeah. That's going to be hearts. I feel like sometimes people just like, oh, he's cute. And he's got a, you know, good. He looks great on paper. I'm going to make him fit. Yeah. <laughs> listen, they're like, listen, I invested his time and energy. He's the one. He don't know it yet. But I'm going to power through it. And yeah, you'll power through all you want. But if you don't really have those real honest conversations about what you're looking for, what you want in a relationship, then you're going to fall flat in your face. Or you're going to go to a relationship or a marriage where you're not happy yet. What about you, though? I mean, do what do people uh, they must be curious about your background because you're giving relationship advice. But what about you? Are you married? Like, what's your status? So that's the first thing people say. Right. So normally I go to an event and one of my guy friends, a woman friendly, yo, Chad, help women get rings. And everybody around like. Look at my hand. Like, are you married? But like, not like, you're not married, but you're giving relationship advice. I said, nah, I got you. I said, I totally understand. I said, but I'm more focused on you looking at a scoreboard or you focus on me. So at the end of the day, I said, what happened with me, and I think that the, the issue with not issue, but as I got more into the relationship coaching world, I started meeting other coaches. And I started meeting other you know, in the field, you meet more people. Yeah. And the more I meet them, I realized that a lot of people are salesmen, right? They sell you the dream, they tell you the, the action plan, go, go, go but they don't really live their truth. They don't really live the where they walk. So the same reason I tell you about boundaries, the same thing I talk about um, looking at yourself as a business, having an uncomfortable conversation, vetting people, because who you decide to marry really dictate is a real portion of your life. You got to take it serious. So yeah. you got to respect the dating process in a sense of vetting that person. But for me is that even though I'm single, I the same tools I'm looking for, I want forever love. I would never just do it for the gram. Yeah. So yeah, I tell me what's time. Like, this. I totally understand. Um, but for, I think my insight is the for me getting to this field, uh, kind of got forced into it in a sense. But this was part of my natural talent that I always had. So now it's about being accountable and helping people with their goals, whether it's life goals or relationship goals. So yeah, I always get that, especially with women. Like, Are you married yet? And I talk to them. They're like, All right, you do look like you got something going on. And then when I put the picture of my when I put when I put the picture of a ring, that's when it get extra like, hey, hey, Chad. Um, I'm not proud <laughs> of you. I was condescending when I said you relationship guy, the guru. But now let's let's talk. I'm like, all right. And they disappear because they don't want to do the work. Yeah, they just want it easy, right? <laughs> like all those Instagram ads going around, like make a million dollars in yeah, you know, 30 like, days. Like, give me that million dollars. I'm like, nah, listen, you gotta do the work. And if you don't want to do the work, they're like, Chad, I just want to get a ring. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, you know, conversation I asked about, who they dating? Like, what's going on with your dating life? Like you said, I got this guy we've been dating for five years, just messing around. How can I change him now? I'm like, I'm sorry. That's... 
That yeah. may not be the thing. You had to walk away. And they're like, I don't like this place. Yeah, like, well, oh. there's sort of this joke that you've probably heard it before where men always say like, gosh, I hope she never changes. I hope she, she stays exactly the way she is now. And the women are like, oh, I'm going to change them. <laughs> <laughs> I got plans. Because <laughs> some women fall in love with potential. That's why I said potential expiration date. So you're looking at a man and like, like build a bear. They're like, I'm going to build a bear. I'm going to build him. I'm going to see potential in him. But you got to also see what is the growth there. And be honest with it. But if you're forcing it and you're dragging somebody to greatness, it's like, all right, this is not compatible. Yeah. So what's your plan? Are you looking for a wife? Oh, I can't wait to get married. Oh, so you do want then, kids. Yeah, like I love love. But I love it more when it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely... I'm an R&B dude. I love love. And this is why even when I got to this field that this is something I love talking about because I definitely want to, like I said, if I post even my ex-girlfriends, I'm all my ex's favorite ex. So I love love, but if it didn't work out, I'm still friends with them. I still want them to win. But yeah, I definitely can't wait. Oh, I'm excited for it. That's cool. And then like, what kind of relationship did you see growing up? Or are your parents still married? Yeah, so like I said before, my mother, they had me young, right? They had me when they was 19. And I feel like at that age, it's out of fight or flight. It's either you use that opportunity to grow into something or you stuck at 19. So I saw that, but I always had my grandparents that I always mimic and realize how they should work. Like, it's like I see how it works when it makes sense, when you're both understand, different people in a sense. Because they're like, I saw how it could function, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then even for me was during my college days, I had a roommate with a married couple. So that put me in a whole nother spectrum of relationships and love and how that works and the fights they had. And I was like the in-house therapist. Cause I always been this guy. Like I always been the person they talked to. So they would throw them out like, Chad, you up? I'm like, yeah, I talked to one <laughs> side, I talked to the other <laughs> side. So that gave me another whole nother understanding of in the thick of things when it comes to finance, love, sex, like it was so, so yeah, that definitely put me in a different kind of mindset. That's why I said, I'm never jaded when it comes to love. Like I definitely champion it. I still love it. Um, but I also understand that there's a lot of tough decisions and a lot of conversations that need to happen that people don't want to do. Yeah. And they bite you later. So what are some things that you think people need to talk about before they ever get married? Expectations, right? You got to talk about what you're looking for. Because my idea of a wife role may not be what you see yourself as. So if I'm like, I, I want a housewife and you want to be in a career, here's a conversation there. That people don't like rock the boat. It's like, love going to figure it out. Not like, we love each other. That's all that matters. No, we really have to understand. If I want to stay in the city and you want to move to the suburbs, that's a conversation. And we got to see outside of spitting us, we being spitting. We definitely have to have those conversations about intent. What are we looking for? What is our future goals? And yes, it could change and we can evolve. This is why it's so important for the check-ins. But we definitely understand what we're looking for. And be honest with it. Because like you said earlier, if you want more kids and I don't want kids, that's a conversation. But people are like, yeah. I want to rock the boat. I, I want, we're going to figure out later. No, no. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know people that one of them wants kids, the other doesn't. And I'm kind of like, you guys better figure that out like real soon. What are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah. then what you get, you said it earlier that people say I'm going to fix them or they say that now 
but when we get married, I'm going to get the kid. And he's like, he said he didn't want kids. And that's why I said it's very important when it comes to dating, especially with women, is be an active listener. Really listen. You don't have to attack him or, or try to fill his answers because, you know, you're trying to fill that script you have in your head. Really sit there and let the, oh, go ahead. You can be turned off, but let him talk. Yeah, like what like, is he actually saying? Case, but let him talk. Because if you let him talk and you feel comfortable enough, you will know what you need to know. And understand mm-hmm. that you may have to take exact decision and walk away. And I know that sucks. Yeah. You time and energy in them. Yeah, that's the hard part, I think. <laughs> yeah, the walking away sucks. You, you got to stop from scratch. And you're like, nah. So I want, you know that? I always talk about a slot machine. You put all this time in. You put all this time in. And now you don't want to move because you don't want nobody to hit jackpot. All the time you invested, you want to reap the benefits, but sometimes it's just not working for you. So what do you, what do you see as as patterns with women, like things that they do to kind of sabotage themselves in dating? Really not establishing what they're looking for, right? Because sometimes you don't know what you're looking for. You just he's all over the place. So if you understand what you're looking for, the character of the man you're looking for, you need to start dating that. So. A lot of times, you know, we talk about green flags, yellow flags, red flags, but we definitely need to know what are we looking for? What do you want? You know, you always see that means right now in the TikTok. What do you want? I don't know what I want. What characteristics of this man you looking for? What is your vision you have for this man? And have those conversations. Like you said, got to rock the boat. Damn that boat. We got to yeah. have this real conversation. And people are scared because they don't want to feel like, you know, a lot of times when come women, they feel like, I'm not perfect, so I don't want to judge nobody. I, I, I want to give them grace. Not not about judging, but you definitely know compatible what you're looking for. And that's why that's why mostly women have this concept with me. I'm like, yo, what are you looking for? I, I just, yes, we can talk about the physical stuff, yes. Cool. Now, character. And understand what you're looking for in the character. Of it. And so, are you dating men that meet? No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I, want, I want to date a man who have no kids. I'm like, cool. I said, who are you dating now? Yeah, he had four kids, but you know, <laughs> he's great, Chad. He's taking the restaurants. I know. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, but what he has four kids. See, <laughs> <laughs> so good, but they feel like they're not perfect. So that's why I say, that's why I always talk about loving yourself, knowing what you're looking for, and be okay with the conversation and really vet these people and see if you're compatible with it. And you try to force it, you're going to bite you at the end. Like the thing, I so they always say, the things you look for in a relationship that you don't dress, it's going to be time three in the marriage. Mm-hmm. So you could still have these conversations and not, you know, not be so ugly with it, but let's have general, honest, adult conversation. I need to know how you deal with conflict or how you deal with the uncomfortable conversation. Are you going to stonewall me or are we going to really have some kind of dialogue? So what about the men? What, what do they typically complain about? Like, is there a um, pattern? A lot of married men come to me now i think they feel like you the voice you like and that's why i always say when, when i talk to some men i gotta and even with anybody else i gotta see are you talking to me from trauma lens or you really want to have a dialogue here right so a lot of men come they feel like they're not really being respected in a relationship mm-hmm. they ain't feeling they being heard or being seen and then when i say do you advocate for yourself i do chat but they don't care these women do not care about us and i'm like all right I understand that, you know, happy wife, happy life, but we definitely need to start having those conversations about your needs and wants, but also understand she may tell you why, right? And are you ready for that? 
So you can complain all you want, but are you ready that she feel like she needs help in the house? Because she working, she come home, got to do with the kids, and then you want her to be a uh, really sexy lingerie for you. Maybe if you need help out with the house chores, that give her the kind of bandwidth to now channel that in. And then you may get mad, you get scheduled only Thursdays. It's fun night. Like, you got to find a way to have the conversation and understand it's give or take. So, like I said, a lot of men feel like they're not feeling like they're being heard or they want and needs is not being met in relationships. But I'm like, yo, you want to have to have the conversation. Yeah. That's maybe comfortable. Like, in so many, um, even or dating stage, I think in so many card games now, dating card games, that can help the, the, so it's not you saying it, it's the card. I asked you a question about it, you know what I'm saying? So, it helps when even the dating stage, but I think these dating card games is a nice tool now. To help outside the surface conversation, we could have more in depth. I don't think I've even seen those. You should make your own cards. Not nah, definitely. I, I definitely do. But there's um, there's one called Convo Cards that is definitely. I think two people already got married on them cards. That they got the card. My homegirl got the cards, and they read it, and they're like, "Okay, I never do." You know what I'm saying? Like it's it helps with the the dating phase, but it also gonna help for date night in relationship. There's some uh, New York Times article. I think it's kind of old, but it has this list of questions. Can't remember how many were on it. That and they said the, these are the things that you need to talk about mm, before yeah. you get married. Does that sound familiar? It was fifty or the hundred. I, I, I don't I, know. It might have been a lot. It was a lot, though. I remember that. I feel it was like a lot. I should of... look it up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that um, yeah, like it don't have to be. An interview like go right, but in general, it just there's some conversation, even with dating, right? There's things in your mind you want to talk to the person about, right? So now it's about how do we make this fun, or how do I just ease this conversation and let it happen? So, like I said before, my thing is I like to talk on the phone. So I'm gonna talk to you about phone. And you like, I'm a texter, I don't like talking on the phone. Then I already see, you know what I'm saying? Is this workable? And also, even with me. If this is my wants and needs, I can see how can I better assist you on this to get what I need, right? So for me, one of, one of my exes I used to date, she was like, you a night owl. I go to bed early. <laughs> I said, okay, got it. So that means that I have to make a conscious effort to call around seven, to call around eight, to get that phone call I need to have. But if I don't get that phone call, you know what I'm saying? If I'm doing everything in my power, once again, controller controllable. If I could find a way to, 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 to this is something I want. I'm willing yeah. to help. As I said, even a man helping out with the house chores to now get the access for her at night to have your one-on-one time. I have to do my part to navigate because this is my want and need. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely um a give or take in those kind of worlds, but you definitely have to um be mindful, I should say. Well, I did find the article. Oh, uh, how many how many questions was it? There's only 13. Well, then maybe that was some other article. <laughs> but these are pretty good questions. I'll just run through them real quick. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll put a link in the show notes for anyone who wants to read it. Did your family throw plates, calmly discuss issues, or silently shut down when disagreements arose? Mm. I think that's a good question. Because we sort of mimic the behavior that we learned, right? Unless we're consciously trying to change it. Will we have children? And if we do, will you change diapers? (laughs) Will our experiences with our exes help or hinder us? How important is religion? 
and how mm-hmm. will we celebrate religious holidays? Is my debt your debt? Would you be willing to bail me out? What's the most you would be willing to spend on a car, a couch, and shoes? Can you deal with my doing things without you? Do we like each other's parents? How important is sex to you? How far should we take flirting with other people? Is watching pornography okay? Do you know all the ways I say I love you? What do you admire about me and what are your pet peeves? And number 13, how do you see us 10 years from now? I like that. Like, we told my expectations. We told my past history. And we had the conversation without even being too crazy when it comes to, like you said, pornography. Some people look at it as cheating. Some people feel like it's self-love. So it's, it's one of the things where, you know, as relationship, we can pick our battles. But it's something that's really bothering you. There's a conversation there. Even with religion, there's a conversation on how you want the kids to be raised. Let's have that kind of vision. So even for me, right, I'm looking to the possibility of even with the coaching is um, officiating weddings. What's that? Officiating weddings. Being wedding official. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And even with that, premarital counseling is going to be part of the package. Because it's one thing where we got to see, like you said, how do you argue? Do you break plates? How do those communicate? Let's have these conversations because, yes, marriage is beautiful. We're talking about a honeymoon. But that's the logistics. And have those conversations about how are we going to work as a partnership. And also, as I said, even with a date, like you said, take time to date someone and really know them because now you got to see when they're upset not about you or they're upset at work. Or they, how they decompress. How do they manage that stress? We have to watch it. We have to really have to be honest about what we're looking for and also in that mate. So we have to give it time, the date, to see, you know, happy, sad, mad, frustrated, how they deal with it and does it work with you? Yeah, the question I really like is, can you deal with my doing things without you? Because, <laughs> you know, we all know couples where, they do everything together. The you other one do, never goes out without the other, which I just think is weird because my relationships are like that. And I don't know. I just think it's weird because like why you don't lose who you are as an individual just because you're in a relationship. Yeah, I, I get I can't front. I do not judge, but I get worried when I see the couple Facebook page. Oh, no, me too. I hate that. <laughs> Where they have like John and Jane or something. <laughs> you know what I always think? I always Go think ahead. the woman is crazy jealous and will not let him have a page. I, I think that or somebody cheated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is, it is the compromise. Like we can still be on social media, but now we it's a joint effort. And so for me, like I think that it's, it's good to have your individuality in relationships. But, but if y'all like it, I, t- I tell you all the time, every relationship is like a snowflake. If you like it, I love it. Only time they, you know, they hit me up when they don't like it. But yeah, that for me, I think that you should be able to be doing things by yourself and have your own friends and also have something to report and talk about. Yes. Like, some people yes. like they, they attach their hip, and that's why even when divorce or breakups, people start losing who they like. Who am I now? Yeah. I was that this entity. Now that we not, like, I don't know who I am anymore. And now trying to reestablish who they are. But yeah, I definitely, I think well, it's important. Especially when I was younger, I guess, like more in my 20s, this was more of a thing. But we always had that friend, right, who every time they had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, like that was it. You never heard from them. They never went out. They just disappeared. They vanished. But then when they would be single again, then all of a sudden they would go out again. Yeah. And, you know, I had friends like that. And I 
it's a little different now that everyone's older and married and all that stuff. But I always thought that that was a little weird too. It, it could be unhealthy, right? So a lot of times they shut down because they want to be tuned with their man and they shut their friends down. They don't want distractions. And it's like, I don't know. Cause once again, even with that, is that something she want to do? Or that was one of his requests. Cause yeah. sometimes a lot of women with them, they like to make another person feel, uncom- feel comfortable. And I'm like, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I get it. If they shut down or they mimic their boyfriend, like, oh, you into sports now? Okay, I got you. <laughs> well, I mean, my boyfriend and I would sometimes, but this might seem weird to other people, but sometimes I'll just be like, sweetie, you're being really annoying. I think it's time for you to go out with your friends, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is like code for I need some time alone by myself. Like, you go that's out fine. With your you know what like, that's fine. Like, hey, you know, I love you. Like, that's not, you know, that's not the question. <laughs> Uh, but let me miss you. Let me miss you a little bit. You know, you know, go outside with your boys. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, like we're not... playful about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah, but people, yeah, definitely. Space is important. So yeah, I definitely understand that. You know, just like date night, you need to be outside and blow some steam and enjoy yourself and be your individual self. And you know, we can reconvene later. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious how you learned all this, though. I have a lot of women friends growing up. Right, I've always been that. Like I said, I always been a bridge. Well, I'm still a guy, like, even when I was a quote-unquote player, I was still knowing how to navigate both sides and be the bridge. Like, I hear what the guy's saying, he's saying this. It was at a point where guys used to send me to get the girl for them. And I'm like, he did it. I'd be saying, yo, he really likes you. And he's just nervous about it. He's like, why he don't say that, Chad? I said, I know, but I'm here now. He, he's nervous, <laughs> right? So I used to navigate that. Even as a, a player, I was always honest and transparent. Like, listen, I'm dating multiple women. You're not the only one, but you're uncomfortable to leave at any time. So for me, I was always understanding, like you said, where's we want the same thing, but it's about how to now make sure we're on the same page and how we work together. So the nonverbal stuff you're saying and the verbal things you're saying. And I've said that a lot of men, they come on saying men don't communicate. We do a lot. The women just don't want to listen or that being active really like, oh, I heard him. He's not, he really not, he not really looking for the date right now. He's just trying to have fun. But I like him though, and since I like him, I'm gonna force him to like me. Yeah. Like, oh, he th- he said he no. If he not, he, he's having fun right now. Yeah. So so listen a little more. Listen. Please. Yeah. Just actually like shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's watching, I'm shutting my mouth, and actually hear what they're saying. Yeah, and and like I said, so people got, but I like you, so I'm gonna force it. No, no. Really listen to what that person's saying. And navigate and move accordingly. And I think for me, for me, life experiences, my own day experience, listen to other people's stories, me doing reading material. And then even me, like, even though I'm a life relationship coach, I still read. Like, I still test the waters and see what's out there. Um, sometimes even on Clubhouse, I just listen to these relationship talks and just do other stuff and just listen. Because for me, I think that it's very important to be, you know, every relationship is different, but also understand patterns. And yeah. with the patterns and those things, it's like, I right, now when I coach somebody, I understand, like, listen, I understand the way the day world looks here. You know, if you like this, I don't, you don't like this, so why are you still here? But, but yeah, I, I, it was two years, it was three years. Like, it was funny, I was on an interview, and the host was talking about her mentor for have a friend that been with the same guy in a situation for like 20 years. He's there forever plus one. And I'm like, oh. you, 20 years? Like, well, to, that they're Go not on. married? They're not in a relationship. They just, the situation. 
Oh, oh, well, I mean, I guess if, it, <laughs> if they both are truly happy with that. That's the thing. But it sounds like one of them was it. Exactly. You know what I'm Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Ehrlich was different, but, you know, it's when you're not happy, but you're staying, you're scared of the unknown. Now she's 20 years in. So I can imagine how she feel about going back to the dating world. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> oh God. I, I always say like, thank God I don't, I'm not dating, you know? And I like boyfriend and I joke, cause we've been together a long time. We're not married. Like uh-huh. if we, we always say, if we break up, I'm not going to be in any big hurry <laughs> to go date again. <laughs> cause I, you know, I hear my single friends and like men and women yeah. and we're, we just kind of laugh, you know, at their expense, but we're like, thank right? God. It's, yeah. It's, it changed even seven years, five, like the dating apps and the expectations. And it's just, it changed. So you're like, nah, I'm cool here. I, I don't want to go back. Uh, and that's oh, why yeah. some people stay. When it, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all good. But some people stay in relationship because they're like, that unknown? Mm-mm. I'd rather know the devil I know. <laughs> yes. A lot of people say that Jerry Seinfeld has this joke where he says, why would you get divorced when you already know what's wrong with that person? <laughs> why would you get divorced and then go marry someone else? You don't know what their, their things are that you might get married to the new person and be like, you know what? I want the old person back. <laughs> that was a little easier. And you know, he, of course it's a joke, but yeah. it kind of sounds like a little truth to that. It's true. Some people stay because of that, the unknown or I already know that person ticks. I already know the issues. Me, me, and somebody else could be far worse than what I'm getting now. Yeah. That's why it's so good to um really believe in you deserve what you want and, and be advocate of that. And I think that you may be in a relationship that you may not be happy with, but now work on the exit strategy, but also understand what roles you played in. And like I said before, accountability. Yeah. I like it. I think you should write a book. I appreciate it. And if I write a book, it would be called You Gotta Make Sense. <laughs> it's got to make sense. Like some people be forced to think. They're like, "Does this really make sense?" Some people are like, "Chat, I be thinking about you all the time. Be thinking, God." And back, my mom like, "It got to make sense." <laughs> it's true, right? It's right there in front of us all. We can see it. We just choose not to, <laughs> right? Don't we? It's right there. It's like it's like when you say it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so obvious. Well, then why didn't you think of that before? Could I- they cope in the moment, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like the, the, the quote they would say, everybody got a plan, they got punched in the face. So you sound good, you know what you yeah. want, but now you like it, God. All your logic and your thoughts out the window. And you want to go in vibes. Nah, nah. Jack, be 10 toes down. That's why it's all about loving yourself, to be really sure that this is what you want. Cool. Well, I like it. Um, I like everything you're saying. Tell us how we can coach with you for people that are listening. If they're interested in learning more about you or reaching out to you about coaching, how can they do that? So social media, Chad Scott here, um, H E R E. Um, and now my web um, email is chat at chatscotthere.com. The website is getting launched soon. Um, I'm finishing up the actual workshop. So the workshop, negotiated terrorist workshop, there's going to be a, a self-esteem confident booster workshop. Everybody like, love yourself. How? How yeah. I love myself is beyond just face masses, and also uh, one about dating that you want to go straight to the dating part. Um, working on that, so yes, that should be third, fourth quarter. But yeah, you cool. definitely hit me anytime awesome. now. Awesome, I love what you're doing, and I encourage everyone to go to your Instagram page at Chad Scott here, and you have a link tree. Yes. So whatever you've got going on at any given time will be on your link tree, right? Yes, yes, yes. And I'll have links 
links to everything in the show notes. But um, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Call, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about me, you can find out more on my website, christinaprevitt.com. And be sure to sign up for my newsletter where I talk about everything that I'm reading, learning, listening to, doing, basically everything that I'm obsessed with right now. Follow me on social media. Look up Wake Up Call, the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to be a guest on Wake Up Call or there's someone you'd like to hear on my podcast, please email me at wakeupcallthepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and see you next time.